get back to some boring subjects. Understand the risk to our country. Freedom brings people together. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to We Are Libertarians. My name is Chris Spangle. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program. We're excited to have you today. I have no idea what we're talking about. Again, We Are Libertarians. We're doing some reaction videos, so Harry Price has picked the topic, so stay tuned. I don't know what it is. Uh, And uh, we've also got birthday surprises from Joshua Sexton, which are always funny. And uh, stay tuned right after these words. Before we begin, I just want to thank our patrons. Thank you so much for supporting this show. That's really how we support the network. It's also how I support my kids. So you're not only getting the benefit of paying for all the infrastructure of multiple different shows in the network, you're also making my children happy. And isn't that the best thing in the world to make children happy? So uh, especially the people who do that the most are our $100 a month members That is Jason Doolittle, Christy Avery, who makes my kids especially happy with all of her gifts. She's so sweet. Reinhold, Matthew Durbin, and Vincent Pycole. And everybody that subscribes to the Patreon, it it is value for value. So if you find value in what I do, then please give value back to the network, to the Chris Spangle Show, and to me for the time and effort that I put into educating you and helping you think differently. Uh, You also get several different goodies. You'll get early release of episodes uh, weeks in advance, sometimes months in advance. You will also get ad-free versions of the show. You will also get a back catalog going back to 2012. Uh, I think it actually goes back to 2008 to some of my very early radio shows. So there is, is, uh, I think, like 1,500 different episodes in there. So it's a huge library of content. You can learn about past current events. You can learn about different philosophies, and you can just have some fun listening to it. We really thank you so much for supporting The Chris Spangle Show. It means a lot to us. Uh, It means a lot to my family, especially, and it means a lot to everyone here at the network. So if you would, please go to wearelibertarians.com. Find the link there. You can also go to patreon.com slash wearelibertarians, or you can find it in the show notes and become a patron today. Warning, this show is for adults, produced by semi-adults, so the language is sometimes strong and offensive. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh. Welcome to We Are Libertarians, where our goal is to help you sound smarter while talking to your friends. We examine current events from a libertarian perspective while treating modern politics with all of the irreverence it deserves. There has been lie after lie. We toss out the screaming heads, put people before political parties, and give context to the news to make you think. Now, here's our host, a 15-year veteran of politics and media, Chris Spangle. All right, welcome back to We Are Libertarians. Thanks for joining us here on the program. We are, uh, and we're heading into our 12th year here on the We Are Libertarians program. Lots of backlog for you to listen to. You can also join the Patreon and you can hear all of the past episodes, all of the... Harry and I were reminiscing before the show about... All the fun stuff that we've had uh, that has gone on and all the crazy people that have been a part of this entire operation. You can hear all that and you can hear episodes long before they air on the Chris Spangle Show. If you join the Patreon at Chris uh, at We Are Libertarians uh, at Patreon.com slash We Are Libertarians. Excuse me. Uh, so thanks for joining us. I am joined here by Harry Price. How are you today? Oh, I'm going good. Going good. Um 
yeah, by the way, it's Harry, the movie, aka the moving target. Let's see. Yes. Also, here is Vincent. How are you? I'm good, you guys. Uh, and then uh, there were supposed to be other co hosts, but I thought Harry was inviting them. He thought I was inviting them, and so they're not here. Uh, so, anyways. No, no. I invited him. He just saw the invite and just for some reason assumed it was going to be remote. Not in studio. Oh, okay. How when I have the place in the invite? Maybe we need to make sure the invite's more formal. Yeah, we we we'll, we'll talk about it off air. See, see, I, I was I was threatened not to show up early, or Harry wouldn't shower after hot yoga. That, that is <laughs> so I was threatened to not show up. early. Oh, that's so. right. Yeah, because we we did it a little bit later, and then because you were like, uh, I can either not shower after hot yoga or shower after hot yoga, and I was like, I don't I don't have anything to do. To, I have a lot to do today, actually. It turns out, but I'd rather you shower. Exactly. After hot yoga. And then that's why I waited. He was like, I'll be there at 10 30. He's like, let me just give it a little extra time just in case. I would. Because he threatened me. He's like, oh, he showed up five. He showed up one minute early. No shower. No shower. Honestly, though, you should have seen him in his muscle shirt. Him, His glistening body <laughs> would have maybe jacked up the. Uh, a Christy Avery would have gotten a treat. So, uh, anyways, it's, uh, I'm having a senior moment. Vincent, is your last name Price or is that the old spooky guy? <laughs> That's the old spooky guy. Okay, sure. all right, all right. I'm almost forty. My birthday will be September 9th. Uh, I will be forty years old, and as is the tradition, uh, you, you Joshua Sexton, a beloved listener who has listened all twelve years to all of the episodes of Wall CSS Loki Wall. Loki Wall is Harry's podcast with Vince. You can go check that out. Uh, and at wearelibertarians.com. Uh, last year, he sent me a gold record, which you can see behind me. Um, uh, up above Harry is the Dear Leader painting. Mm-hmm. Over here on our shelf of honors, all these great memories that we've got. You can see here on the video, he sent these votive candles. The Ron Paul votive candle is upside down because things are in turmoil over there at the Ron Paul Institute. Uh, we've got some super male vitality. We've got a, a Canada thing, if you remember that joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Classic. down down here. What what else? Uh, the Lord. He made me a Lord one year. Um, a Wayne Allen root hat. Uh, won't go into that. Down there's Maya's Maya's mask. If you remember Maya, who is alive and well, believe it or not. Uh, so yeah, every year Joshua Sexton sends me a birthday present, and this year he's got gotten me two. So. Uh, Thank you for the knife. I asked for the knife like 10 minutes ago. I said, Harry, do you have a knife? And you said... Well, that's racist to assume I have a knife. No, you're a dad. Dads all have knives. Well, yeah, but, you know, you can't just assume I have a knife. <laughs> you know, at Christmas time, you go, uh, has anybody got a knife? And 14 dads whip out their knives. <laughs> um, Harry, what, what did you get me for my birthday? Um, the same thing I get you every year. Absolute grief. Hell. Uh, uh, I give you content, okay? <laughs> work, because you love work. I do love work, actually. Mm-hmm, yes. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this is a little hard to open. I was, should have opened it beforehand, but here. All right, so this is the first one. We'll get to, to the show later, but... Uh, oh, so this is pretty cool. What is this? You're dropping stuff. I'm dropping throwing stuff everywhere. important things. Uh, this looks like some sort of sign... Oh, very Ooh, cool. Nice. It's a little LED light-up thingy for the Doolittle Studios. Mm-hmm. We are here in the Doolittle Studios today. Thank you, Jason Doolittle. Mm-hmm. Do little. 
uh, for making the streaming house here possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's like a microphone with a headset. Yeah, it says Wall nice. Studios. I'm not even going to keep this here. I'm going to take this. <laughs> He's like, I'm taking it home. Hanging up in my house. Like, wow. you, that's not the Wall Studios. That's the, the yeah. Doolittle Studios. The so it Doolittle doesn't studios. work there. But it has to come to my house where the wall this is studio really cool. is. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, one year I talked to Joshua, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, hey, can I ask you a question? My wife thinks this is really creepy that I'm a <laughs> fan and spend so much on your birthday. Uh, here, wall studios, very cool. Thank yeah. you, Joshua. And uh, I said, no, I think it's really flattering and fun. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ha, I told you. <laughs> he thinks it's funny. Uh, so that's pretty cool. The Wall Studios. And then what else we got here? Got another box. Oh, it comes with mounting screws, too. <laughs> yes. All right. I'll clean all those. Ooh, this says mic. wonder if it's a golden EIB microphone. Oh, man. Can you imagine <laughs> if it was a golden EIB microphone? Which, you know, I'm not going to say I take your golden microphone. <laughs> I do. So, I, so you're telling that this, this episode is all the YouTube cliches. We have the unboxing video. We got yeah, the we reaction, got reaction video. video. <laughs> Harry's going to do some... <laughs> Buy, get a, some buy stuff later. We, we, got, we got pranked by... <laughs> oh my gosh. It is actually a a golden... The golden wall microphone. This oh, is very, very cool. The golden <laughs> wall microphone. That is so it's cool. a little award. We're going to have to Harry... Uh, it's so cool. It's just like the mics that we use, the SM58. Mm-hmm. And it says the golden wall microphone. Harry, what do you think we should we give this out as an award every year? Or like pass it around to someone has it? Yeah, you know, so Hody this year's the host of the year, mm-hmm. Brian Nichols, you know, That's, Boss Hog of Liberty. So I, but, I like that idea. Or should I award it to myself every year as dear leader would? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should award it to yourself every year. That'd be more fun. We have an award show, like, oh right. <laughs> Uh, so Josh wrote, happy birthday, dear leader. Wanted you to be able to say from behind the golden wall microphone when you record. Have a great birthday. Love, Joshua Sexton. Well, these are very, very cool. You've outdone yourself. Uh, I can't wait to see what you come up with next year. These are very thoughtful. Those are all going to be in the background of every video moving forward. I know. In every one of his videos. Well, you got to understand, like, a lot of us, especially in the podcasting space that are, especially the older millennial crowd, like... A lot of us grew up listening to uh, Rush. Rush, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, love him or hate him, but we, we listened to him yeah. on the golden, you know, microphones. So I this is, this is awesome. <laughs> I mean, I was a uh, you know I've got in the background in my office where mm-hmm. I do all my podcasts when I'm not here to do little studios. I may take a couple of these things back just to put them back up there because the wall representation is all here, um, but and and we don't actually have it on video. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, my I wanted to be a talk radio show host because I was my tooling around with my grandma mm-hmm. during the weeks. She listened to Rush Limbaugh, and I just thought it was really cool. And then I listened to Bob and Tom, and then the Mike O'Meara show was why I wanted to do a podcast. You know, so Rush was very formative. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is very cool. Thank you, Joshua. We really appreciate it. Um, Vince, I, I don't know that people know a lot about you. I know you're on low key wall, uh, but I know that you're. Are you related to Harry somehow? We talked about <laughs> this, but let's have a refresher because I'm 40 now and I don't remember. Uh, uh, I'm his wife's cousin. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Gotcha. And he's known you since you were a little tyke. 
like 13? 13. Like that. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. It's been a little over 20 years now. Mm-hmm. Just running around, detrimentally horny, just 13. And Harry showed you the way to waifus. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Were you like, like did that was, you? That, that's something that came naturally later. Did yeah, you two? I did corrupt him. <laughs> did you two connect because you already had the interest, or did Harry shape your interest in like the pop culture you're into? Uh, little column A, little column B. Uh, we actually. On one of the episodes of Low Key Wall, we ended up doing the we had a, the whole series that we did like a three by three about things that influenced us, and one of them I put on there because of his mentorship towards me, and it represented the connection that like when I was at a time where everything was like all over the place in my life, right? He was like a mentor figure that stepped in to help. Was there like a one piece of, and maybe pull that towards you, and just so so the mic is facing me, so since you're facing us, here, yeah. Um, was there like, like for me, Bob and Tom was why I wanted to get into comedy, and so big announcement coming. By the way, I'm going to be on a network television show. Uh, you could probably guess what channel if you know my comedy podcast. But if you don't, then you're going to be really surprised which channel it's on. But stay tuned. That announcement is coming. But like for me, the formative media of my life is Bob and Tom. Mm-hmm. And, and to be able to work for them is my dream come true. Like, Was there one thing that he showed you that was like, this is my holy grail that you still go back to that you love? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wow. <laughs> no, this, this is not. This is not true. Harry, was there something that you showed him that you were like, "I really want you to like this"? <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. tons of things. I yeah, gave it's called him, like, it's called mechan- being a mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's tons of car stuff. I really wanted to get into cars, but that's yeah, not happening. Nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just me as a person, I have a very scattered mindset that I take in a lot of information from a lot of random things and hold it. So, like, a, a great example is in high school, we had to do a Shakespeare project. And I remember, like, the first part of the to be or not to be. Mm-hmm. So, look, we just off the top of my head, as producer Paul made a joke, he's like, to meme or not to meme, that is the question. And it just kept rattling on there, like, why do you know that? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I am literally reading Hamlet again right now, and I, I just bought the Kenneth Branagh. I love Hamlet. I, I've, that's, as I was asking the question, that's one of my formative, I've read Hamlet probably, like, 20 times. It's just like one of those things. I know you're a writer too. Mm-hmm. Like, is that is that part like Hamlet and Shakespeare? And no, just like no, sticks or no, what? No. It's just for for that stuff. It's more of I just take in a again. I just absorb information from everywhere. So my like my inspirations are like all over the place. It's mm-hmm. like oh this I like this way this storytelling happens. So I'm gonna put this in here. Oh I like the way that these characters are written. So I'm gonna use those to influence how I've written characters. Honestly, the closest thing that Harry had ever given me to something that I, that's that will always go back to was in high school. He gave me this book that was deducing characters, hmm. people, and breaking them down like psychologically and how to write characters mm. based on that, and how the stuff like how somebody who is who would who has like a who's like a criminal, why would they do it? It's right. break, breaking down of how they would do it in that way. So for me, that's how I end up spending a lot of time when I'm writing to be more of character-based interpersonal issues because I, I get I find those more interesting than yeah. oh the whole world's going to collapse deal with it right what 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 kind of stuff do you write it's it's as of right now the only thing that I've written is is in the in the process of me getting a an an agent to 
get it published. Gotcha. So it's fiction. It's it's fantasy fiction. Um, with it, it's basically the closest thing I can get to be, being considered a, a, an isekai, which is like a different world kind of mm-hmm. thing, where a character goes into a different world and has to experience and figure out what's going on based on that. But it's more of like jumping through timelines of different. Basically, the Earth is different based on different things that happened in the world fell in a different pattern. What, what are the counterfactuals? Like the like historians do that all the What if right. Hitler had won and Philip K. Dick wrote that right. great like, book that like one, one of the, the TV show? One of the examples I, I did was basically the, the planet is covered in a giant rainforest. Mm. And what happened is that instead of, during the rubber boom, instead of them deforesting the rainforest, it has the opposite effect and cover the whole planet in rainforest. Mm. It's almost like coyotes, Harry. The more you kill coyotes, the more right. they spread. Yeah. Is this, that, that, just, that kind of just... That, that thought process of how things would be massively different due to minor changes. So, are you, so you're shopping it, trying to find an agent to get it published? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So do you like keep rewriting and writing, and like, or do you just have it sitting on a shelf and I'm not so, going to touch it because I so like it? The first time I did it, I read it and rewrote it, and I got an editor to edit it uh, professionally. Mm-hmm. And then I went through it a second time and then a third time. So during those times, I've added like ten thousand more words through the, the through the editing process. Because right. like you read it and go, oh, something needs to be here to make this make the story make more sense. Yeah. So here I'm going to insert this extra chapter <laughs> and right. ram it in the middle of this plot, and now I have to go back through and change everything to make this make sense. <laughs> Do you, is this something that you think you'll just keep working on perpetually? Hopefully not. Okay, all right. <laughs> because it ha- this one has an ending that can lead. That's like a cliffhanger ending that leads into other things. So I don't want it to be a perpetually set on the shelf. Yeah, is it? Is it like really hard to get an agent and get published and like get your foot in the door places? It's it's very much you have to find the right agent to match what you're looking for. Right. It's a, like because some agents are better at you know chopping like. Uh, Rom coms than they are yeah. fantasy story or things along those lines. That makes sense because Harry, you know how to, like you network with a certain like historians network with historians, right? Yeah, yeah. Security people yeah. talk with security people. Right. Um, you know, if you're a system administrator, you talk with those type of people. You're in the cars, you're in the BMWs, you talk to other BMW people. It's just what you do. You just you know. So yeah, right. But for me in general, I just like writing. Yeah. So what helped get you to kick off the basically kick off the ball of actual writing, sitting down and wanting to put the story down on paper? Well, really, I've always wanted to just write it, but mm-hmm. what ended up happening was that. Uh, certain somebody at this table got me a book called No Plot, No Problem, which is basically set up to do a, you spend 30 days to write a 50,000 word book. Mm-hmm. And then I just did that. The first time I did it, um, I had to stop halfway through because of relationship issues. And then I did it a second time and I worked it all the way through. And it actually came out as a really good product. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's a good book, by mm-hmm. the way. I recommend that book. Yeah. It actually did, it does, it did help a lot of different aspects of things and because i just like writing there's a there's a a discord i'm a part of that people are talking about their writing like here and they post their 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 work in progress and i go here's why it's bad (laughs) (laughs) i was like you you just use the narrative to use use the narrator to to explain this person's emotions four times in like a paragraph please change this does it ever shock you how bad people like you sort of i think growing up i kind of went 
I'm the worst at everything. <laughs> and then you get older and you get some experience and you kind of go, all right, I'm pretty good at this. I'll listen to other podcasts and I'll be like, all right, I'm really intimidated about starting a project right now. Mm-hmm. I want to start an Indiana history podcast. Mm-hmm. And I've been talking about it for a year. Mm-hmm. And I've just been self-sabotaging a little bit. And Harry is giving me the, come on. <laughs> and I'm like, let me just listen to the other podcasts. I'm like, oh, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> do you do that a lot, too? Where you're just like, as you've, because you, you, you're younger, you're in your 20s, right? Uh, yeah, 30 next year. 30 next year, okay. Yeah, the, like once you get to your 30s, then it just, that starts, by your 60s, you must just, people who are old must just go, idiots everywhere i mean just to know it's 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 one of those things where i also want to foster people writing so if their writing is bad it's like here here's what you need to work on here's why why your plot makes no sense yeah the i think one at one point i spent an entire weekend uh, while i was sick because i had nothing about better to do bouncing back and forth with this person explaining like this part of your plot makes no sense. This character makes no sense. This doesn't work here. Here's what you probably should change with this. Right. Here's an idea that might make your plot make more sense. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I love the, like, my favorite thing to talk about is podcast. Like, I went to lunch yesterday, and <laughs> those poor guys, they, they were like, they wanted information, but they, uh, it was lunch. I hadn't touched my food, and they were done because I had monologued how, how they could, their organization could benefit from podcasting and multimedia mm-hmm. but all right well it's great to get to a little a little bit to know about vincent but now it's time for harry to shine what so harry go ahead what what do you mean you, let's let's what set us up on what we're going to talk about today oh man so this video uh all right so this video is a linus tech tips video this is before the controversy <laughs> with gamer nexus we're not doing that we're not touching that Anything? don't know who you're talking about and don't know what controversy tell yeah. tell us yeah uh, no, 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 we're not touching that. As long as you, didn't, as long as you <laughs> didn't audit the video. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> we're not touching that video. Who is Linus, the, so the li- tech man? Linus Tech Tips is an OG YouTuber, um, like tech guy. So like See, most- we should have kept doing Harry's tech tip. Just the tip, and we could have <laughs> been huge on YouTube. Harry. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, 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 probably, probably, probably. Because, you know, when he was doing it, like it's... Linus Tech Tip is also the videos I like to show people when they tell me like I'm crazy. Like, well, you're crazy to host all this stuff like locally, and I like Linus is doing it. He's massive, you know, massive streamer. Hosts most of his videos and everything else locally at his location. Right. You know, it's because you know if you buy storage, it's just there. It's like, well, what if the hard drive fails? It's like it's called a warranty. Going to get years of warranty, and you have a building, you know. And if you're not going to put people in the building, let people remote. Just put a server there, you know. But yeah. that's here and over there. Anyways, focus. This video, <laughs> um, one I, I watched it because and it like it triggered the crap out of me because like I responded to it and then I was and I was going through different videos to play this month and I had some other cool like neat neat little political ones and then Vincent was <laughs> raging one day about the same topic on this video and I was just like. Let me hold this. Maybe we'll just do it on low key, and then you start complaining about some of the stuff. He was like, "Oh, I'll just use it for this show." Well, I was I complain a lot, but yeah, let's no, no, no. no. So, so you're going to show us a clip, and then we're uh, going to react for our older audience. That's what a reaction (laughs) video is. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna yeah. Now we're not we're gonna do a true reaction. 
we, I have I, no idea what this is. I have no idea. Watch the whole topic, video. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if we do, we're going to add a lot more to it. Yep. You know, we're not, and we're all going to sit in our chairs. We're not going to just leave the empty chair here and watching yeah. the Wan show. I do have, bro, <laughs> bro. You have no idea. <laughs> Which uh, is another video about am, commentary. Am, am I going to summarize the video while it's happening too? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Anyways, yeah. So. uh <laughs> so this is a clip from the WAN show from over a month ago. So that's another thing um, we're doing good for those reacting because it happened so long ago. The WAN show already got most all of the views all their views are going to get from this thing, anything like that. So we also do encourage you to go back and watch the you know this clip from the WAN show from Linus Tech Tips up called and it's called you know uh, what is it? Uh, Don't build a PC for family. Yeah. You just don't. You shouldn't help family as a general rule. That's <laughs> what I say. No, no, no. Right, you want me to bring yeah, it up? Yeah, please. All right. Paul, I hate building PCs for people. really do hate that this thing auto plays. Yeah, as soon as, you put, as soon as you pull it up. Yeah, that is annoying. It's annoying. You know, so, so who's Linus? Who are these two guys that we're looking at here? <laughs> on the left, so this, the Wan Show is Linus Tech Tips' podcast. On the left, that is Linus. That's Linus Tech Tips. So he started this huge, massive multimedia like network. So like most people, when they have to go and like a lot of people, if if you're not in the uh, fruit Apple ecosystem and you actually care about your technology, you want to like see people review and talk about it. A lot of people go to Linus Tech Tips to learn things about okay. it, you know, or even learn about their Apple products. You know, like Linus t- takes apart a lot of. I've know, seen Apple's this guy before. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. He's an OG YouTuber. Because yeah, I go and Google mm. how to connect this or that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I've seen him. I've seen him before. Yep. Or the difference between like when he was like I, I loved his review on the Apple headsets. Going like if you're going to spend this much for a headset, is there anything better? And it, yeah, he shows you. Yeah, this is mm. this is a lot better headset. You know, or the I like the ones with the I'm going to go to ascertainably the. Uh, uh, Airbuds for the Apple Airbuds. Yeah. Like they're great if you have Apple, but for some reason they do something once you switch off an Apple product and go to like Android or anything else. Mm. It's like it, for some reason, the, the, the quality from just the proprietary. Headset, yeah. It just, yeah. it degrades on you. It's nothing in the headset or the audio. It just, it does it. Yeah. I feel like it's meant to be like it's because of the connection it reads that it's a different thing than an Apple. Yeah. So could be that. Yeah. Anyways. All right. So this is the clip. There we go. Yeah. Luke. I do too. It really does feel like a no good deed goes unpunished kind of situation, doesn't it? It it does. I like building PCs for specific people. And at this point, I pretty much only build PCs for people that I have built PCs for in the past. I'm actually trying to scrub past this to get to the point where I want to. But like, this is real. Like, most of your IT people understand this of most people you just don't want to build a PC for anymore. I will build them for my friends and who I care about and actually understand things. But most people know they are. Yeah. Uh, no, no. They don't care. Yeah. They'll just do whatever. Yeah. Back off. I'm not building you crap. My, my, uh, my similarity is building people websites. Mm-hmm. Unless you're paying me, I'm not building you a website. Yeah. You know, because I, I built my dad a website for his business and I've been paying just. for it for 10 years now and you know it's just it's like and then they come back and it's broken it's just building people <laughs> websites is the the similar thing to it i just i don't i won't do it unless you're paying me money yeah so i know how they will deal with it okay so here's the situation 
I built a PC for someone back in... Wait, this can't be right. I think I know who this is. Okay, well, whatever. It was a while ago. It was a couple months ago or something like that. Okay, I don't think you know who it is. Okay. I don't think you know who it is. I'm going to be anonymizing it fairly. I kind of go, all right. It was definitely at 144 when I gave it to you, which is... In February, uh, early. Yeah, yeah. it's just like I'm used to discovering the yeah. He's yeah, just, I don't have the discover. Right? Used to know exactly where you want to be. Yeah, which is my fault. I need to just put the stream machine here and use the VLC anyway. But anyway, so he's setting up the premise. So he built this PC, this gaming PC for a family member. It's running correctly when he dropped it off, and he's back, and he's like, and now things are happening with the PC. February. I get a message. I'm just wondering how to get my monitor to 144 hertz because apparently it's 60 right now. I kind of go, hmm. all right. It was definitely at 144 when I gave it to you, which is mm-hmm. all I care about. This is one of those situations where the PC wasn't free, but it was like very not retail, if you know what I mean. Like there's there, there was there was some wheeling and dealing that happened to make sure that this person who was you know a family friend definitely got like something a lot better than yeah, they would have walked out of Best Buy. So, so sure. basically, so he he like far- hooked a friend up. They did, they paid him for the PC, yeah, mm-hmm. but he mm-hmm. did it at super discounted, helping them out. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Got, yeah, got quality things yeah, right. without it being you know gotcha. Yeah, super it, off the show. Yeah, it's like uh, if. Or like, let's say like um, when, if we are starting, you know, if we started another podcast, right, and we needed your help and conducted your services for right. help us, you know, you, you would take our budget and go like, well, let's get you some better mics, and then you what you can afford, and we'll just start getting things. You right. Know, and we would just have this stuff. So, you know. Gotcha. Uh-oh. And this, this guy didn't fix the computer. This was a letter to the podcast by the way just so you're mm. th- but yeah he, you're not confused yeah yeah he, he was reading off a text message yeah. he got from they're yeah. reacting to a letter and we are reacting to their reacting to the letter so yeah yeah <laughs> meta <laughs> yeah it's better this way it's more sense i don't know what that means sorry how can i check all right so here it comes um so i kind of go are you using hdmi or display port hdmi may be stuck at a lower refresh rate just basic troubleshooting mm-hmm. yep. I don't know what that means. Sorry. How can I check? And I kind of go, you're going to have to look up how to check. Use Google. Okay. Okay. All right. Two weeks later, I've been having problems connecting my headset mic. When I checked, it's not registering. It doesn't say the model of headset. Here, I'll show it to you. Screenshot. I'm like, I don't know. If I was in front of it, I might be able to figure it out, but you might just have to find some troubleshooting guides. I get no fewer than one, two, three, Six, seven, nine, 10, 11, 12 messages oh over the next three days um, <laughs> that go as far as I'm pretty okay. I I I really think this is urgent. Um, please reply to this quickly. I can't do anything on my PC, and it, and I'm just I'm sitting here going. <laughs> just staring. So I'm sure we've all been in this situation uh, right? all have. the time, <laughs> all the time, absolutely. And it's like you try to do this good deed for this person, and the simplest thing is like, what does that mean? Because I can imagine like we asked Spangle to set up the studio, mm-hmm. like, well, like uh, I don't know, the audio is coming. To a, what cable are you using? Uh, Boss Hog, Boss Hog of Liberty. 
right, you use Thank names. You. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm, I'm joking because, <laughs> like, Boss Hog, for instance, has a studio, a physical mm-hmm. studio. Uh, and Dakota has done a great job of, like, Googling how to mm-hmm. fix this stuff. And then, probably once in the last two years, they've hit a, a snag and they're just like, I, I'm out of questions to ask Google. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. And we troubleshooted it. They got it fixed. They had like this buzzing thing. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. Right. But the helpless baby syndrome, I've got, so I've got a coworker mm-hmm. who, if it gets back to him, he's not going to be offended. So I'll, I'll say, you know, he, we had this situation at work, okay? <laughs> One coworker is not tech savvy. I mean, like, a helpless baby. And he admits it. We all understand it. We cater to it because it's just there's something in his brain. Mm -hmm. He's great at the things he does. But Mm -hmm. then once it gets to the computer's not working, he's not like a boomer where it's like, oh, my God, I logged myself out. How do I get back in type deal? But, you know, we we built a computer. So instead of buying a Mac... Mm -hmm. Uh, a Mac Pro, yeah. which is what we tend to use. This is a Mac Pro laptop that's more powerful than my 2017 Mac Pro. Mm-hmm. That, that, but this is portable, right? Yeah. So we built a computer mm-hmm. to because it was going to be cheaper. Yeah. And I don't know what happened. I'm not going to blame anybody. I'm not going to blame the person that built it. I'm not going to blame the person that was using it. But they're just... It, Every week there was another problem with it, right? So it just, there was genuinely, I think, something wrong with a part or mm-hmm. whatever because there were just parts of it that just weren't working right. Mm-hmm. And it was very frustrating for the person that's using it and feels like guilty for asking for help. Right. And then there's also like a little bit of, is there something wrong? I don't want to admit that maybe I don't know or... I don't know what this part is doing or I've showed this person and it's just not right. So it's just like this, all this communication that's not working right. Mm -hmm. So we ended up selling it for parts and buying a Mac, right? (laughs) Because, you know, when he flipped over to the other Mac that he uses, it was like three times faster. But it's like, and I'm not saying any of that was bad, right? Mm -hmm. That's not even kind of close to what this is where the, helpless baby syndrome like that was a genuine problem where the thing wasn't working but it was like very frustrating for like three four months Mm -hmm. you know and you bought this thing and it's not working right and the person doesn't know but then there's the people who are like the level below that (laughs) who are just trash humans (laughs) you may love your kids you may show up to work on time you may pay your bills and have an 800 credit score but if you ask an expert Instead mm-hmm. of Google first, you're a trash person. I think that I think we can all agree with that. Like, yeah. if you are going to take su- at work all the time, this happens a full document itinerary, everything you need to know is in the email, and then they call the person and ask, Where's my hotel? Oh my God. <laughs> Bitch, look at your email, right? And every everybody at work has that thing where it's like you're the you're the A student everybody wants to be in the group project with, mm-hmm. and then the the C student just doesn't Google, right. 
And I think you bring up an important point. This is, I think we just need to the call it what it is. The people who don't ask Google and YouTube, which is why we are all professionals, mm-hmm. writer, mm-hmm. IT guy, multimedia superstar and podcaster, all of We Are Libertarians was built by me asking Google. And then when I get stuck, maybe asking, I'm stuck at work on a problem. I ask some experts they don't know. I'm kind of up S Creek, mm-hmm. right? But I at least before I went to those people that I know have more expertise on a podcast issue, I did my due diligence. Right. And I just think that is the most irritating, helpless baby BS. It's it's just so disrespectful of people's time. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, that's why like a lot of the IT tickets I get now, I instantly pump them into ChatGPT, and then I'll read <laughs> the response to that ticket right. that ChatGPT does, and then respond to when the When the person could just ask ChatGPT. <laughs> yeah. It's different than when like the situation at work where there was a genuine problem, and it took us a couple months to figure it out. If it's in ChatGPT, this was not in ChatGPT. <laughs> this but- was not something this person could look up, and... It, I mean, they probably could have, but you know, it's, no, it's just not in their wheelhouse, right? There was a couple of questions that came through. Not only did they send it into, like, because it instantly tosses into ChatGPT. ChatGPT also wrote a work instruction, so I, I read through it and hit submit. I was like, wow, and added to my knowledge base. Thank you. <laughs> That's I love ChatGPT because it just saves so much time. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's makes Google food easier. Yeah, That's what it is. or your search engine of choice. Yeah, you know. most people listening to this podcast are competent. Yes. And competency is a valuable trait. Mm-hmm. And it's underrated. Yep. And there are too many incompetent people who are relying on the competent people. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to one day write a book about the competent people just <laughs> dropping out of society and leaving the incompetent idiots to themselves. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Help well. me write that, Vincent. <laughs> hey, the other book that's kind of like that, you know, um, that's a low bar to hit to make it better. Yeah. Yeah. People don't want to trust libertarianism because of incompetence. Like, I think if, Vincent, if we change this one thing, where the incompetent Google first, maybe people would be more willing to take self-government on. Yeah. I, I think the other thing that libertarians, no. need to understand, <laughs> libertarians need to also understand is that, you know, it's okay that the government's not on the gold standard because you can have a competing gold standard currency. It's completely okay. Yeah. They just got to give that up. Give it up. Yeah. Move on. Uh, so do you have so, Harry like an instance? Go ahead, Vincent. So, so what you're saying, like if, if people, the incompetent people, learn to Google first, does it change anything? Yeah. They have to be able to Google first and then have critical thinking and understanding <laughs> about what they Googled, and then once that happens, then maybe. It'll but happen. we live in the most knowledgeable time in all of human history. You both understand history. We but, are living in the golden age of humanity. We yeah. are also li- also living in the most cushiest and safest at least in the united states right. version of in history right and there's enough things that exist in this world that you can just go i have an issue i hand it to this person give them a hundred dollars and they fix it then i go away right correct yeah task that, rabbit is yeah. amazing right yeah you know like your grandparents would have loved to have task rabbit i have no idea how to build this task rabbit what is that task rabbit imagine you take some ikea furniture home uh-huh. And you bought it, and you have no idea, nor the time, or want to put together that bookshelf. You get on Task Rabbit. Someone will show up, put their bookshelf together, and leave. See, I'm in that camp. <laughs> He's like, uh, "What was that website?" He's like, "Type it in right now." And it's amazing little thing that you can do, um, but I enjoy it <laughs> because there's a lot of times I'll sit there, look at the price, especially from IKEA, because I think IKEA 
either has a vent partnership with them because they I bring that up because a lot of times when you buy something from IKEA, they ask you like, "Hey, do you want to get some from TaskRabbit? They'll build it for this price, mm. and then you can just go, okay, that, sure. that's that's called being that's called marketing." <laughs> but what's to me is that TaskRabbit goes, "What is the company with the most complicated furniture buildup that anybody that everybody complains about?" Let's team up with them. That way we get that bank. I, I was trying to get, like, because uh, my wife is really good at putting Ikea furniture together. And I kept telling her, like, you, you could do this as a job. You know? Some people enjoy doing that stuff. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. furniture assembly, mount a TV, home. Cl- like, I couldn't mount my own TV. I'm going to be honest with oh, you. Oh, yeah, that's a task rabbit job. Like, yeah. look, my brother-in-law, so we have four Ikea bookshelves in my office and mm-hmm. three in my daughter's. The difference in those Ikea bookshelves being mounted to the wall in my office versus my brother-in-law, who Mm -hmm. is an engineering genius and has patience, Mm -hmm. is night and day. It's flush against the wall. It's (laughs) tight. The children will climb on it. Nothing will happen. My office... They're gonna jiggle because it's kind of hitting the stud. Like it's, like, it's missing like four screws. He didn't know where they went. I just don't have the patience to do that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's you know help moving. I hate moving. Electrical help. I couldn't do that kind of stuff. Yard work and gardening. I'd love to go do gardening for people. Yeah, it's just like that's capitalism, right? Somebody wakes up every day excited to grow turnips. Yeah. I don't know what a turnip is. I've never eaten one. Yeah, you can get TaskRabbit. Like, if you want to start a garden, you have no idea what to do. You can get on TaskRabbit. It's another commercial for TaskRabbit or other applications. Yeah. Every like day on my walk, Harry, there's a house that I walk by in front of it, mm-hmm. and they've got two 20-gallon pots in their on the front stoop. And in these two 20-gallon pots, they have four tomato plants, a rosemary, two basil, and flowers. Nice. Yeah. No. They got no fruit. Everything's withered because each tomato plant needs its own 20-gallon pot. Like, I thought about yesterday. They were out front, and I walked by, and I thought about stopping and saying, can I help you figure out how to garden? Because (laughs) you have failed. And not only have you failed, you have done it on your front porch for me to walk by and judge you every day. Like, so give me $15, and I will tell you the advice that I have spent... 15 minutes googling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we yeah, we do live in an age where any piece of knowledge you want is at your fingertips. So that's why I get sometimes upset with the school debate. We're like, "Well, we need to teach this in school." I'm like, "Can't you just use the computer to figure that out?" Like, I don't know how to do taxes. Well, really, you can 15 minutes on the computer to teach you how to do taxes or I don't know how to make a budget. 15 minute. Dave Ramsey has a whole video program to show you how to budget your house you know you don't have to spend a lot of time yeah that's the thing it's like you just don't want to yeah you don't want to you don't want to it's it's not easy yeah it, the, that that's the thing we've my conspiracy because I, I know where this video is going is that about millennials <laughs> and uh, their their tech literacy uh is that there was i feel like there's a generation gap between the <laughs> That where the technology happened, where the the new group of people mm-hmm. are like, especially the Zoomers, yeah, don't have to figure out how to use technology because the millennials did, mm-hmm. and they can just ask the millennials to do yeah. it for them. Yes. So you know, you know right, why? So Spoiling the video. <laughs> you know why? Because think of your great your grandpa, or in your case, great grandpa, like because you're younger. Like my grandpa was in World War II mm-hmm. and could fix anything. I mean, he made Harry look like me. 
I mean, he just he he could rebuild houses, he could rebuild cars and flip them. He, you know, he had gained a hard set of skills in the military in Japan mm-hmm. that served him the rest of the, his life. So my mom and her sisters didn't have to learn any of that stuff. Uncle Johnny did because Grandpa made him go work, right? But mm-hmm. the the girls are helpless babies, right? So they were raised not having to learn hard skills because they had codependent parents that did stuff for them. You know, and I, I, I bet that's just society-wide, like that greatest generation it's, just kind of took care of things. And so the baby boomers just never learned a lot of hard skills, like, I don't know, budgeting a government, uh, governing properly, uh, doing technology, because they're trapped in between two competent generations. Correct. Yeah. They built a, they built one underneath them because they just had to because they were just abandoned. The Gen Xers right. were just basically latchkeyed and abandoned. The, the, we are the ants and they are the grasshoppers. Right. Yes. And, and, and that also caused the, the generation after the Gen Xers to want to protect their kids and give them what they didn't have. Mm-hmm. But now that's causing another generation where the kids are also latchkey, but they're latchkey to their computers. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of them being raised, they're like, Here's a tablet. Read this. Yeah, and right. if they have an issue, they don't try to figure it out. They just go, Mom, uh, the, the tablet doesn't work. Can, can you take this somewhere to fix it for me? Yeah. So, spoiler of the video, I was going <laughs> to go tell you. It's like, so who do you think that, uh, go get you, like, who do you, <laughs> what age bracket do you think that person was? I was sending those messages to the podcast asking for help. What age bracket? I mean, far be it for me who started the whole boomer hate. Which I don't, I don't have as much hate as I used to, but and it's mostly a joke. I bet you they're millennial, Zoomer, Zoomer. I'm Zoomer. not surprised. I was not. I was. Zoomer. I think Boomer's too easy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's just laziness and a lack of intellectual curiosity yep. is not a generational problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because like most boomers nowadays either will have given up on some computer stuff and just will have figured out ways to just go around it or they found they, they figured these skills out they figured them out gen x definitely they grew up with it they were around with it they were left alone with it millennials we you know a lot of the technology was booming and going yeah. but like we but but it was all in its infancy so it would break constantly like a lot of people like, like, oh, Apple's so stable. It's like, yeah, it used to not be that stable. Yeah. It used to be a piece of junk. You had to go and right. fix it, put everything to put everything together. You know, that's you know, that's and those Apple users, you know, love their Apple products. They can tell you why they love them now, and then they because they put all these years into it. And now the newest Apple crap uh, a crowd, you know, everything just sinks. They don't have to know why it sinks, yeah. how it sinks. They don't have to learn any of that. It right. just kind of I put my Apple ID into it, and I can take a screen from my 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 Pro to my tablet to my phone and just drag it a drop. I don't have to think about that. If if you're right. listening and you've got a, a story of somebody that just needs to Google, leave it in the comments for us. Go ahead. Yeah, it's it's one of those things of it, you could you realize how much that changes when you're growing up with something and you're figuring out as it's also yes. growing. And then when something is established, how much it's completely different. So because a lot of the millennials grew up with how technology is advancing uh, and it's now kind of hit like this weird limit where we're going to have to transition into Internet 3, which even then is is a disaster in and of itself. Oh, yeah, the DRM Internet? Oh, Some, no. Do, somebody you, just you asked the, me to the talk. NFT Internet? Somebody just yeah. pitched me on having them on to talk about blockchain, and I'm like, uh, uh, the, 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 okay. the issue with blockchain technology, and I tell everyone look, before I talk anything about blockchain, is like, well, why is it on the blockchain, and doesn't it need to be on the blockchain? Because if it doesn't need to be on the blockchain, 
then you're just putting it on the blockchain for marketing purposes. But to to Vincent's point, right? I think Harry, you and I grew up mm-hmm. at a time where you know, growing up in the '80s and '90s, mm-hmm. the '80s was a time where you had a lot of stuff that was now previously like buying a radio in 1950 was. Like saving, you had to save yes, up for yes. it. Buying a big screen TV in the '90s, you had to kind of save up for right. it. It was very expensive, but there were a lot of little technical devices that were so much like a transistor radio in 1985 mm-hmm. cost a small amount, and you had there was an excess of them because they had been on the market for a while. Mm-hmm. So, like as a as a kid, I always played with radios and record yep. players and strung them together and amplifiers for guitars mm-hmm. and like there was. There was pieces of hard technology that we could mm-hmm. take apart yep. that our parents or grandparents didn't want anymore. They encouraged us to mess with cars. Yep. And now innovation, you know, so, so there's still some high-end stuff. But, like, if you were born in the 80s and 90s. You, were, you came up at a time where there was a massive amount of mass-produced things that were available to fool with. Mm-hmm. And your parents also had the money, by and large, to do it because they had excess income. Right, and they also didn't have the knowledge to fix it, so you were given the opportunity to try to figure it out. Yeah, uh, this thing's broken, play with it. And then now I think money is a lot tighter Mm -hmm. than, you know, it's a lot tighter tighter. for me uh, to to give stuff to my daughter to throw away. And everything that they care about is online and not tactile. Correct. Online subscription services and, you know, constantly charging. Like, it's... A lot of those times, like my first TV that I had in my bedroom, like getting a TV in my bedroom, I pulled it out of the garbage and fixed it. Right. You know, let's, you know, my dad took me into like, I got this, you know, screen wasn't shattered, sat in the garage with my dad, and we put this TV back together and fixed this thing. Color TV, amazing. No remote, a little scraggly, but I had a TV. Yeah. You know, it was the same thing with radio. Like, you know, like when I remember getting like my first radio, I took out the garbage to fix. You know, right. it um, had a grounding issue. So it would be either buzz or like one of the um, channels wouldn't play. But, you know, soldering iron and, you know, a little couple flux. They were. That's cute. You know, in my case, it was like my dad would buy a new TV and then he still does. He's just like shift that one to the garage and then the garage TV. I don't know what we're going to do with. Let's just mm. throw it in the basement and abandon it. So you pick it up and start playing with it. Yeah. Like, and I also have the issue because, like, there is a... Now you're going to sell that on Marketplace. Correct. There's you're not going to give that to your kid to a, fool around. What is want it? The money? I think there's, like, a 50 to 60-inch TV in the bathroom here in this house because the backlight's out on it. Yeah. And I should just get rid of it, but my brain goes, like, I can fix this thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then you end up with a second house full of junk. I literally have a CRT just sitting in my spare room. <laughs> it's, 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 like, it's not even a small one either it's like a 30 inch CRT just sitting in my spare room yeah the, the fat back mm-hmm. play Smash Bros on TV <laughs> is it your old monitor no no oh, that, that, that's, that, that's long gone that's a whole other situation I pulled out my radio because we, we were at the library and my daughter wanted a, a boxcar children audiobook and I was like okay we can put this in I could dig up the old CD player out of the garage mm-hmm. put it in your room you could listen to it while you play you know, it'll get you off your tablet. And then my heart was broken. This is my radio. Like, it's still cute, tuned to 94.7. I mean, like, this is my... Because I got a bigger radio, like, mm-hmm. at 12. And so this one just kind of got set to the side. But this was the radio that, like, I played all my tapes on. It was like, I treasure this thing. Mm-hmm. And so I got it out in the volume shorts. So you can't tune the volume. The CD player doesn't work. And I'm oh. like... I can't throw this away, but I also can't fix it. 
<laughs> too stupid. You could probably get you could probably get an eye fix it and fix But you know what my it. impulse was? I know my brother-in-law can fix this because he knows how, to, right? But I didn't do it because I'm not rude. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to take up his valuable time of starting a home inspection business and going to college <laughs> to fix my baby radio, and he totally would because he's a sweet man. Nice, nice. Do his home inspections? Good. good. Yeah, need him. I'm going to buy a fourth yeah. house, so you should, need him. you should see what they've, yeah. It's, the thing about my wife's family, they were all homeschooled. There's mm-hmm. 11 of them. They didn't tell them answers. They said, go look it up in the dictionary. Go look it up in the encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. And for the younger kids, they say, go Google it. Because their mom, one of, uh, their mom loves competence. To be called competent by my mother-in-law is the highest compliment. that you, Because she's a Mensa member, she's incredibly intelligent, and she taught her kids how to be curious. Mm-hmm. If you love learning and you are given the tools on how to investigate the things that you want to learn, then that will spread, much like in your case, Vincent, mm-hmm. like that, you were talking about earlier that's with what your school writing. Was, that's why school was always difficult, because a lot of the things that they wanted to teach me, I didn't care about. Yeah. The, the things that stick in my brain are absurd, ridiculous stuff for no reason. Like I could, I could recall like different lines of dialogue from a movie I've seen 20 years ago for no reason. <laughs> yeah. It just as like an instant recall because in my brain, like I could, I, like I saw Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the movie when it came out, yeah. right? Literally, there are just quotes in that in that movie that's just in my head at all times. Like when he sees uh, not, uh, knives walk into the room, he's like, yeah. "I want to pee on her." Because he's, he's like, "I need to go," but he's like, he doesn't want to go pee. Mm-hmm. That's just like in my brain, just instant recall, <laughs> stupid shit like that. Oh my God. Why do you think that our brain does that? Like it's like certain moments, especially when you're younger, that just like things are sticky. Like it's it's this it's weird things. It's the things that you want to remember. There yeah. are plenty of math things that I don't remember, but there's certain general math ideas that I know. But there's no like instant recall where somebody goes, "Here's this calculus question. Figure it out for me." Right. I could probably do it with Harry, but not me. Because <laughs> calculus yeah. is fun. Right. Um, I think it may be because we have the same brains and bodies that our ancestors had 10,000 years ago. So it's probably like, oh, I have to remember these, uh, you know, this trail that the deer take. Yeah. You know, I have to remind myself that or just kind of just walk over. Oh, yeah, the deer go this way. We're just going to go back. You know what I've figured I've seen in my life is if it's reinforced by photographs, family Mm -hmm. photographs, Mm -hmm. that story gets retold. Mm hmm. And I've noticed in history, like, the history that we remember is what was written down or, like, echoed through the age. Like, you know, the Epic of Gilgamesh, there's stone tablets that are discovered, but then the bulk of what's translated was written by, like, a 200 B.C., you know, Sumerian. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't the ancient text, right? Yeah. It's, it's what's kind of on the papyrus, right? Which is, like, I always think about, wow, uh, the... Library of Alexandria and World War One, where all these libraries are destroyed, and like, what are the pieces of essential knowledge? Like, was there a Plato or Socrates that was bigger, smarter, better than Aristotle and Plato? But we don't know it because, like, that echo of written word doesn't, you know, or photographs for right, our family. So- you you love the family now that you're if you're sixty, you probably have your core memories are videos or photographs that you've talked about every three or four years. So what do you think is the best scientific breakthrough of the 20th century was? Anything. Just say it. Okay. Well, let's just like think about that because there's 
radio. There's photography. Uh-huh. Well, photography's 19th century. Uh-huh. There's television and, and really movies. Mm-hmm. There's the internet. Mm-hmm. I would say the car is probably a 19th century invention, mm-hmm. if you want to say, like, mm-hmm. I mean, airplanes are pretty hard to beat. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think in the future, I think it's definitely going to be the internet. But right now, I think the biggest invention would be television. I think that was the most impactful. Okay. I think it, it, movies and radio are really hard to beat because, so, like, radio shaped modern propaganda in a free society let me, let me tell you why and you're created modernity. No, you radio wrong. created modernity. <laughs> let me tell you why you're wrong. Quantum mechanics. Mm, okay. Yeah, quantum, yeah, quantum theory. That is the right. best thing that ever we ever did in the 20th century, and it almost didn't come come about because of those world wars. A lot of the scientists that were trying to discuss this were having open communication. First, explain what quantum quantum what it is. <laughs> quantum what it is. Explain that quantum mechanics and, and why you think that, and then give me the history. There's several different. Um, definitions for quantum mechanics uh, but I think the best answer is just more of a, ex- a good explanation of how our universe works so just on a smaller scale okay. yeah um, and a lot of the scientists that was developing the theory so we was l- trying to leave Newtonian physics and come into what we know as quantum physics mm-hmm. um, a lot of those scientists that were trying to develop that we couldn't happen because of World War one and World War two because they were have trying to have these conversations to do all these different discoveries, yeah. but everything kind of messed up. There's other reasons. No, why. you chase all the Jews out of all the universities in Germany, which was ground zero, like Einstein. Yeah, you 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 take all the like Germany, for instance. I mean, the, the tragedy of the two wars in Europe is horrible because you've created diasporas, and so all the intelligence that is concentrated in time and and space are dispersed and can no longer really work with people in yeah. the same way. So last night I finally got to the chapter where um, Schrodinger, right, from everyone knows Schrodinger's cat, right, uh, was invited to Copenhagen around 1923 to discuss Bohr, from a guy who knows Bohr from the Bohr-Adam model. You, How most people understand how oh, an How Adam could Bohr. I forget? <laughs> Anyway, the it's that it's that model, and, and they were sitting there, and like you know, got invited. It was nineteen twenty three, trying to trying to get him to go up there to talk about this. So it's just it's. I don't know. Maybe the vaccine might be a little bit. You know, we're not dealing with smallpox, polio, and I don't know why we have a chickenpox vaccine, but <laughs> shingles. We got a li- we got a little shingles. bit overboard on the vaccines, but so, so Harry, you talk about that because uh, you talked about it yesterday. A little yeah, bit. it's because so, it's very me, fascinating to me and Paul, right? Uh, I looked at Paul when you walked away. I was like, is it sad the only thing when he starts talking about quantum mechanics I think of is Rascal doesn't dream of Bunny Girl Senpai? <laughs> because, oh. in, because in the anime, they use quantum mechanics to explain the scientific, they explain all the, like, the, the, the crazy shit that happens. Mm-hmm. Stuff like quantum entanglement and mm-hmm. all those kind of theories. And that, that's like the only thing in my brain I thought of. I just still don't get why quantum mechanics matters to me. What did that materially do to improve my life like versus a vaccine or a radio? The, the. All right. <laughs> I mean, in an airplane, I can fly across. Oh the my country. god! Do you know why it flies? No. All right. So a lot of that is explained by Newtonian physics. Uh, a lot of that is explained by Newtonian physics. Uh, but Isaac Newton with the apple. Got it. Yeah. 
which we move ahead from that. So a lot of the different things, so like a lot of the safeties, uh, safety features, how your phone works, how the internet even functioned, a lot of that comes down to understanding how different things react because of quantum mechanics. Even the, you know, everyone wants to bring up the bomb because it's Oppenheimer right now. But like, right. you know, if you understand like where quantum mechanics even come from, you can understand the military grabbed Oppenheimer because the nerd, the scientist, like we finally get to talk to each other. Screw your weapon. We just want to talk and get these theories, you know, bunched out. So, so, anyways, but um, so your quantum mechanics. So your <laughs> superconductors, your microchips. Basically, all, all the cool things that you like that you, uh, is because of quantum mechanics. Yeah, all these things that you listed off that think it's really cool, like the internet, like that's quantum mechanics. That's, oh, atoms and stuff. <laughs> Angular momentum, energy. See, I I'm skeptical. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm skeptical. I'm looking here at the. Uh, okay, we got a harmonic oscillator. Neat. How's that better than movies? How do you record the movies? Not with quantum mechanics. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Explain to me how that works. All right. <laughs> you don't have to look at how the ins and outs of each camera works, but a lot of the microchips and the little transistors and the capacitors in it, it's all quantum mechanics. All that was designed by quantum, uh, quantum theory, stuff like that, and was built by, and then built from engineers. Yeah, that super cool soundboard you have there is because of quantum mechanics. <sighs> <laughs> I'm so tired of nerds. Like the, literally, you having a career is all because of I'm quantum so mechanics. I'm so annoyed with nerds. I'm, I'm <laughs> hey, can you build me a computer? By the way, a lot of the vaccines and like that, like yeah, and how things work. That's also chemistry, biology, all stem from the basic of the you know. Ace Undead says if LK99, a potential room temp superconductor, turns out to be, uh, turns out, then quantum computing will become viable. Correct. Yes. Explain what he just said. <laughs> Now, I think this is actually like a pretty significant thing. The room. So think of uh, server rooms for Dropbox and Apple. They're all like next to oceans because they have to have all this water to cool this the condu- the semiconductors. Then all the computing runs and it needs a lot of like cool air and all that. Mm-hmm. Right. So a room temperature superconductor means that you can compute in places and in ways that you could not currently do, do I have that correct? You're getting there. The You've simple, read the marketing materials. You've read the marketing material. The yes. simpletons... Uh, <laughs> you know what? First, hilarious. <laughs> a second, you owe me an apology, but he says, I'm sorry, Harry and Vincent. Didn't mean to give you more work. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is solid evidence against the concept of natural selection. You know what? I don't know who you are... Prometheus Coyote, but <laughs> I hope somebody builds you. You have to build a computer for someone. Yeah, be perpetual tech support. I don't know how we went from I had to build my grandma a computer to tell quantum, me how quantum, quantum mechanics, mechanics work yeah. <laughs> and how room superconductors work. But this is a big breakthrough, and tell us why. <laughs> breakthrough, man, <laughs> race to be seen. You're gonna get. Gang piled by Twitter. Good, scientists. good. That's what science is. 
You're supposed to disagree with each other. No, that's not how science works. Science is, you know, like we use science in discussions. Just like I hated the, the whole thing during the, the stupid COVID times of the vaccine. Like, oh, it's like you're discrediting scientists. Scientists have these discussions about discrediting other people's theories, but they have it in non-layman papers. You, right. know, you have to read these things to understand what's going right. on. They, this is where things you, get you have to You have to not have on your, podcasts. You have to prove no. your theories. Right. You have to prove your theories. Yeah. You, and the whole point is that you have somebody you write your theory, give it to somebody else, and go, oh, I can recreate it and prove that this idea works. Which is what's happening with this. Oh, it doesn't. You lie. Go away. (laughs) Right, which is what's happening with the semiconductor where they keep trying to, at different places, recreate. Mm -hmm. Because if you can get it to work and you figure out that one little millimeter difference, Mm -hmm. then you win the prize. Yeah, and there are, I forget what the theory is called, that if it it does work consistently in one area, but doesn't work somewhere, there is a variable that you're not moving. And I forget what Mm -hmm. what that's called. Not a... Yeah, full time scientist. So no. I'm not going to get all the words correct all the time. That's not what I do. Yeah, but it's it's, it's one of those things. If they don't, if if you don't call somebody out on their 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 bull, especially in scientific research, you create a lot of issues. The Alzheimer research got brought back twenty to thirty years because the guy who wrote the piece that everyone was using mm. was using false information, mm-hmm. and it completely. Mm-hmm brought back all the research they did because it was based off of a false premise right. that no longer made sense. Yep. So now they're like, well, great. Now our all of our Alzheimer research has to be done again to try to make mm-hmm. it work. Yep, we do all that the sucks. models. All the models have to change. Yeah, so, and, that, and that's why we, we, that's why you want to call people out on lying, especially in the scientific community, because if you don't, you get that. And this is where the real superconductors are going to be used. So a lot of the scientific labs, when they do scientific research, use these con- um, the superconductors to help do this, some of this research. And a lot of that has to be chilled to um, really cold temperatures. I forget what the Kelvins is on it. Um, where So they have to... I you, love Kelvin and Hobbes. So they have to make something really cold so it doesn't... Because it's... You know, or it will break this thing. Being room temperature, it doesn't have to be chilled that much. But they're kind of... We kind of make... Um, different conductors but but it's more of a, like the price point and there's different things that goes on about it it's not so like haha we've got this and now everything's going to change we're gonna have hovercraft stuff like that that's not gonna happen gotcha. yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah um yeah yeah so yeah prometheus did say like yeah most studies cannot be replicated yes because there is a yeah there's a theory for well because there's right. a variable that we're not moving or you can't replicate it because you're either missing something or it has to happen to the spot this thing happens, you know, just because it can't be replicated doesn't mean it's completely right. So, right. It's so just, it's just because it can't be replicated, then it's not useful. It doesn't mean right. it right. may be wrong or right. It just means that it's not useful because right. you but can't consistently redo it. Right. You're able to look at it and go, well, this is what the variable is and it'll help research it. Cause you're able to reproduce it. And in a, in a manner, even if it doesn't come out exactly what it's supposed to be, you're able to see like, Oh, this is what a massive variable for this research, et cetera. Correct. Yeah, right. yeah. There's tons of different variables like that Einstein was dealing with when coming up with a relativity theory. When where it's like, well, we messed with this variable because he set. The, I forget what like the math was because he said it where he was in Austria, and then when the person because he couldn't go do the study, he sent it to someone else that they messed it up. They set it up in the wrong spot, so the calculations were all off. Mm-hmm. Everything didn't work. Gotcha. So yeah, those things. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, do we want to end, or do you got more? More, more physics or like more of this just, just, oh. just talking in general it, 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 yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. You, you tell us but more of like did, did do you guys also see that with like because me i deal with um most generations and i do feel that the 
I always feel like the, the Zoomers are going to be okay. The, the generation underneath me is going to be okay. They have some neat, neat things, but I'm also realizing that they've had so many things, little like light hand, like handed to them. Yeah, that those hard skills aren't going there. I, I, which really freaked me out was I always said this joke. And it's coming true that I will eventually be able to make more money working on cars than I can work on you know, computers. Mm. And I saw yeah. the other day was a, uh, a dealership hiring six-figure mechanics weekends off. And I was just like, oh, man, that's the dream. <laughs> no, I think it's, yeah, it's – we've got a person who works in the electrical industry, and he makes more than I do, and he's half my age. Yeah. yeah. But, like, because there's just – those are hard skills that – you know, if you were a plumber, you you're gonna make bank in 25 years. I think a lot of it goes back to like, what are you? It's it's the Christian concept of catechism, right? The call and response, the asking of the question and giving an answer. Because mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're forming a person's mind. You know, it's the repetition in school. You're you're giving them information to remember. Why do you remember those stories with grandmother? It's the repetition. Yep. And I think in our society. Younger people who are who are true digital natives. You and mm-hmm. I are not digital natives, no. Vincent. You're probably a digital native. I mean, I can remember the ca- literal card catalog at the library. I can remember having to use an encyclopedia, yeah. being taught those methods. I, I think, I think we got our first computer when I was like second grade or something. Right. Like that. You, but like. But I also had the other stuff beforehand as well. I'm not, yeah. I'm not fully the best way to put it. I'm like that middle part because I was in '94, right. born in '94, so okay. it was not yeah. a full like. Yeah, you're my wife's age, it, right. but it's like I, I was one of the early adopter, basically. Like my boss talking about his three year old taking a paper magazine and trying to pinch the magazine, pinch oh, yeah. the screen. Right? It's not like our kids, but you and I, like we're part of this golden age, like literally, like. 41 to 38 is supposedly the most intelligent generation in all of human history because they grew up on traditional methods, Mm -hmm. but also understood technology and how to use those resources. And so I think when you're talking about how our kids will grow up, you're competing with the catechization of TikTok, you're competing with social media, you're competing with you know, like my wife was watching me in bed as I was on my phone and I was just like jumping app to app, right? It's very ADD, yeah. right? That, that I'm not truly learning anything. I'm just kind of reacting and looking at it, but it's mm-hmm. all forming my mind in some way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you have, and I don't know that this is bad necessarily, but you have the ability to niche down into, I like, you know, uh, if you're in the Mises Caucus, neo-Confederate, lesbian porn then you can niche down into that i'm sure right so you can <laughs> you can you can niche down into you know i don't know what you guys are talking about half the time when you start talking about the entertainment that you consume because you don't have to know the entertainment i consume and vice versa because it's so different but we grew up with a a consistent frame of reference yeah. and i think that's the challenge of education today is that your kids do go to school and they are exposed to a broad amount of information, mm-hmm. but then it's not necessarily reinforced in the same way that you and I had because we didn't have the same level of technological intervention in our brains. It's, yeah. there, there's, from my perspective, it's more of, 
it appears that a lot of the the newer generations, because they have they were born in the technology, raised by the technology, and given the technology right off the bat, and every time they have any issues, especially growing up, they were able to just give it to a parent because the parent knew what what was happening with the right. technology. Or if they didn't, they just spent the money to do something to, yep. to fix it. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of those jobs that are, that that people are are thinking of, like. Like the electrician or the plumber, all the all the hard to maintain jobs or the are the hard labor jobs people don't want to do. That also comes down with the propaganda of everybody telling you to go to college mm-hmm. and getting rid of people doing, you know, going to trade schools and learning through trades and doing that kind of stuff. But it's also the fact that a lot of people, a lot of the kids growing up, are inundated with like the influencer culture yeah. and i think they I, the, I think the last research they did like 60 percent of the kids they want to grow up to be an influencer yeah they don't want to be basketball else. stars like us or want to be anything like else because that's what they see all the time and that's mm-hmm. what and that's what they the, those people are like oh i have all this money even though most of the time uh, a, a, a large chunk of the time they're putting on a facade or Correct. they're or, panhandlers yeah. yeah of course they're obviously. literal panhandlers yeah. obviously they, they but, panhandle that they're broke and then getting their bentley on the on the other end of the Correct. freeway Correct. Right. Or, or or it's the other or it's the other way around where they pretend to be rich and famous but they're actually like right. bare middle class yeah. but they like rent out stuff and make it look like they're they're mm-hmm. more wealthy than they are and then there's all the, a lot of the people that like to fall into those the the equivalent of the ponzi slash get rich quick schemes because people see that money is important so they want to get but they also want to jump in on things early because they they saw how well bitcoin was doing so they yeah. want to get in the nfts or the cryptocurrency or whatever and that led to a lot of people losing a lot of money yeah. because they because they see that that's the case and they jump into it because people don't really fully understand a lot of this technology yeah. mm-hmm. so the people that understand it sooner are able to just rake the people who don't understand it over the coals get all their money and just mm-hmm. leave and because very few people are getting punished for it uh, except for like Sam Bakeman Freed finally, but <laughs> they they're able to just keep perpetuating this cycle of the, I set up this thing, convince people to buy into it. They buy into it because they're desperate because they they need the money or they think that this is the best way to get them out of poverty or anything along those lines or they want to set their kids up for the future. Yeah, or we whatever, tend to, we tend to be mad out. at the grifters, but they're the the supply to the demand and the yeah. and we never really get to the root of the demand, which is. My grandpa could work one job. My parents both had to work. And now most families were in a different position. I'm very blessed and fortunate. Um, and we keep things real close to the bone. We don't live extravagant lifestyles so that my wife can stay home. Mm-hmm. But most people have to work, both parents, plus now they need another income. Yep. So I need to do an MLM. I need to do... A Patreon. I need to try and get some TikTok. So, revenue, so, so right? what you're saying is a polycule is the only way to live in your life. Now. Yes. If I knew what that was, I would agree. But <laughs> uh, you know, the the reality is that we have debased the currency to the point and inflated the currency to the point that most families can't make it on two incomes. Now you've got to have a third. All right. I I, I get that, but I, it's also hard for me because I sit down and other, I can sit down with most people's finances and right. go like, okay, you're poor because of this. You don't need Netflix. You don't need this. You don't need that. Get rid of this thing. Go to this this dumb phone here. You don't. You know. You basically need an internet connection. You get rid of some of the stuff. There's loose change stuff. Like people just you know just keep adding things. It's just like monogamy <laughs> <laughs> in this economy. Oh, no free will in this economy. Um, no. Um, just, uh, I I could see that argument in in that the way that the culture. Cultural influence, 
So Vincent is arguing it's a cultural influence. I'm saying it's demand. He's saying supply is the problem. You're saying, well, the cultural influence makes our our wallets want to be bigger when they and we all do it right like i look at at like i used to dream about being able to afford a reason magazine subscription oh man like 30 dollars for a reason magazine subscription in 2010 mm-hmm. was impossible for me yeah now i've got like probably 10 magazine subscriptions right like yeah. it's just or like or to make it even more to the modern generation, it's like, oh, well, you don't want cable anymore because no right. one needs cable. You can just go to a streaming service. Well, now there's 17 streaming services, and they're all plus you pay 10 you, to $15 a month. Hulu Live for $100 plus the 20 other. And that's what mm-hmm. I, I do every single month. I sit down, and I carve out, and I go, look, do I need this? And you know what? I cancel. I went before our wedding. We were broke, and we're kind of in a tight spot right now. And I went through, and I canceled Almost everything except for the stuff I absolutely use. Like, I use ChatGPT, so I'm going to pay for the subscription because I don't want the whale fail. Um, and then I forget about it, and I'm like, I haven't thought about Paramount Plus. I haven't needed it. I haven't right. logged on. I haven't been hit with, you don't have a subscription. So I didn't need that $10 a month thing or whatever. Right. The, the only, like, as of right now, I think the only subscription I'm subscribed to is High Dive which is an anime yeah. screaming service. Right. And it's a small one that not a lot of people use and just want to support these people for to do this. Yeah. Because they're, they're picking different kind of things that other people don't normally pick. So yeah. I, I, that's like the only real subscription thing I'm, I'm subscribed to. Yeah. I, I got Netflix and I got Amazon Prime Video, but there's so much content that has yeah. been created out there that you can stop absorbing brand new content for the rest of your life. You do not have to watch a brand new video ever again. Yeah. And you can watch a new one to you for the rest of your life. You can easily go to Goodwill and pick up nickel, to, no, not nickel, but like really cheap Blu-ray movies and VHS tapes and DVDs of movies that you have probably never watched. And it's good. And some of it's good content. It's just no one has physical media. Uh, for, for, the, for the Zoomers, a VHS tape is this tape put in a, in a player machine So Prometheus, <laughs> Prometheus Coyote says, I feel like blaming the decreasing U.S. standard of living on subscriptions is like blaming the housing crisis on Starbucks and avocado toast. I do agree with that. My wife and I always have this argument because she's like, well, just cancel more subscriptions. I'm like, when your rent goes from $800 to $2,000, the $15 Netflix mm-hmm. subscription is not the problem. Uh, that, I, I get that. I yeah. get that. But you're bypassing a lot of people's like wants and dreams because they also, a lot of people, when they go to go get a housing, they overblow, lo- overload on housing. They yeah. get some house. They're like, well, I want to live in this area, but you can't afford to live in that area. Or they'll get a car, and they're like, well, I want to get this new car. And they're like, well, like if you can take time and learn how to work on cars, you can get some older, cheaper car. If you know how to drive a manual transmission and know how to so much a CV actual, there's a Fiat 500 out there for $2,000, but no one knows how to drive a manual transmission or want to switch up the CV axles on it. Yeah, it's- you don't even know what a CV axle is. <laughs> I don't even like- for me, it's not blaming on the streaming services. It's just an example yeah. of what of when things used to be. You have the one thing, and now we've broken it up into many things that cost more than the one thing originally. Yeah. Cable yeah. used to be like one price. Like from the last time I remember having anybody I know pay for cable, it was like sixty dollars a month. Yeah. But if you want Netflix and Hulu and 
Disney Plus and Paramount Plus, you're paying like $70, $80, which yeah. is more than what you were paying for cable already. That's I'm not saying that is the it's, main it's issue. It's priorities. It's just one of those things. Yeah, you're both exists. arguing priorities. Correct. Yeah. And if right. you want the pricing and the pricing structure and everything of that your great-grandparents or grandparents had, then you have to also live like them. Yeah. You know, like electricity is your luxury. You right. Know? Turn things off. Sit there. Read a book. The library is free. You can go there and check out anything out there for your entertainment. Go down. Like, eat food out of cans. If you want this single lifestyle to sit there, like, it's available to you. The way your grandparents live, it's actually available to you. You yeah. just got to work for yeah. it and go for it like they worked for it. Uh, I'm, I'm a single man. And what? T- uh, uh, no, surprising. Who who would ever <laughs> think that this Playboy would be single at all? <laughs> Jesus. Send DMs to us. <laughs> send DMs send, to. Send DMs to Paul Copeland. Oh, <laughs> Don't. You know what? You're in no danger. If you have him, if, if your bitches text Paul first, they'll get to you. Don't worry about it. You may be single, but he's got... I've got secondhand singleness from him. <laughs> but like, I, I'm able to live comfortably, comfortably within my means without be uh, worrying about bills or anything along those lines because I, as I, the, the the most variant expense is groceries, and that's if I want to cook something extravagant for myself for the week. Yeah, but that's just yeah. I remember being poor too, Harry. Yeah, yeah. It's those days it's, when you're like, I really want to go to McDonald's, but I've got four dollars left. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, those are the most people that you hear complain about, like not doing that. Now, now there are the actual poor people who have disparity out there. Like, no, none of these tips will help them. Yes, yes, of they are. One hundred percent. Not discrediting those people at all. Those people are out there. They need help. But those people you don't hear those. Those people aren't complaining like everyone else is. Yeah, you know, those aren't the people that have like have a two two income household both making significantly more than minimum wage mm-hmm. and like in a in a variable price range that would be significant for one person by themselves but yeah. they're spending it on luxury or things that they don't necessarily need but it, then go well i'm so poor i can't afford anything correct. when you're buying lobster tails for no reason when you don't need lobster yeah, tails it's, it's why at the grocery store when you read the news or you read the conversation online like the complaining about discomfort versus the complaining about injustice yeah. or marginalization those are two different conversations correct yeah. right like people who are genuinely poor don't typically like they don't want to point it out because they're genuinely poor. Like my dad ran a janitorial service. Yeah. I grew up around a lot of poor whites, yeah. and I was a privileged kid, yeah. you know. Uh, and then my parents became working class, and I became very poor because they got divorced. Uh, and I've scratched my way into the middle class here, but it's you know, okay. inflation bring you back down, right? And and the pat down <laughs> experience, like with Pat, like what I have found when people are kind of poor. They're not as complaining about it as the people who are uncomfortable mm-hmm. and could, could, could just make some changes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, it's the, the person who's genuinely hungry mm-hmm. probably doesn't talk about it versus the person like me who, I'm hungry right now and I'm going to complain about it. And I could go three weeks before I would probably uh, actually need a meal <laughs> for energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that's the the distinction yeah. that most people don't understand is that people care less about your clear discomfort, mm-hmm. and it's not equal to clear marginalization, injustice, yeah. real yeah. problems. Yeah. You know, and a lot of different times, a lot of people like well, because like 
most of the most of the people you find in such situations, if you go through their history and what they're doing, you, you can figure out like, this is, you know, like you could say it is blaming you, but like I can track the path that brought you here. You know, right. it's oh, you didn't get your high school diploma. Okay, that's cool. You have five kids with five different women okay you know you have you have general skills because people hate the term no skills it's like fine i won't use the term no skills you have general skills you have skills that are so general everyone has them so there basically is the baseline of zero but you hate the term zero skills so we'll call them general skills so everyone has these skills so it's like well why would you know and you don't want to go off and make yourself any better you won't go to the library which is free you can go there pick up a book you can learn german this summer you have nothing you don't have a tv or netflix you can pick up a second language and easily get a better job but you won't do that you better just sit there and complain i know and it's like growing up as a young republican you're always complaining about the uh the victimhood of the black community right then I grew up, <laughs> and I look around, and I'm like, I, I mean, I was like the systematic in Indianapolis, the systematic destruction of the history of Indiana Avenue yeah. to make IUPUI, for instance, mm-hmm. and sending grandmothers in the 80s into the welfare lines so I could eventually go to a nice, comfy university, right? Like those are those are near history things that impacted my right, and so, so like I think. Uh, I forget what my point was, but like I just like I like to me like the fact that we got censored on social media. I talked about it, and we'd always get a good pop. Yeah, but I'm still doing this podcast, right? Like the the conservative censorship of social media is wrong from a principled standpoint. But like I think running around pretending that somehow that makes me a victim of something is just like kind of pathetic to position yourself that way when you're not actually unable to speak. You just are, it's, it's unfair, but it's not unjust. Yeah. I, I do think sense. conservatives at one point of time for like a good brief season, they were unfairly <laughs> attacked, but I think the places that were hosting them that was taking that ad revenue realized like, Oh crap. It's switched. <laughs> it's, it's not better, but it's, it's right. It's got, it's, and, it, and it's going to happen the exact same way. We're like, ha ha, the liberals are getting banned. We're like, yeah, but the ad revenue, they need them for ads. Right. So they're going to have to bring them back. Everything's like, you know, all that happened, but like his family heritage house, um, uh, which I don't know if you know this story that like, you know, the house that you know, that your grandma had, right. They mm-hmm. bought that house after this state eminent domain. They're, original house when they built i-65 yeah 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 it just so happened that i-65 downtown was built in the black neighborhood split them up and systematic it's the diaspora that we talked about the german scientists earlier they did that to the black communities here in indianapolis because they didn't want to move it two miles north and split up the white communities that had political power right right? so i mean you didn't have it's funny how it's, Meridian and you know Rocky Meridian Ripple didn't get is. touched. Rocky <laughs> Ripple didn't get touched. Yeah, it's, it's funny, funny. Right, but the parts that you don't want to get off the exit seem to be where the exits are. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, Neat. anyways, well, we should wrap up. It was a good discussion. <laughs> I don't know what we talked about, but it was good stuff. We went off on tangents. Yes. Yeah, there's so much of this video. There's another part of the video I didn't want to get to, but it's okay. Classic it's wall. Yeah, it's fine. Classic wall episode is fun. Great conversations. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did you still want to do your preview of what you're going to be on? You know, I think uh, you're going to be on uh, Newsmax, right? <laughs> Not Newsmax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't say, but in the next couple weeks, watch out. Watch my social media uh, for a huge opportunity 
a huge fun thing that I got to go do in August. Uh, I'll be on featured on a network television show. I was sitting next to Ray J um, of Raycon fame. Uh, Probably most famous for his earbuds, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing else. Nothing else. No, he's, nothing uh, whatsoever. He's one of the and Moesha. He was on that TV show. <laughs> but we'll talk about it next month. But yeah, it was one of the most. He's one of the most humble people I've ever. Like you expected, expect like somebody as rich and as famous as like Ray J, for instance, mm. to be like awful, you know, entitled and want to special treatment. Turns out that was me. <laughs> no, uh, it was I told just him. tons of fun. Yeah, I could have so, told him. We'll talk a little bit about it probably next month, but yeah, stay tuned. Big career. It, it was a lot of fun, so stay tuned. All right, thanks so much for joining us here on We Are Libertarians. Thanks to Harry. Thanks to Vincent. Thanks to all of our patrons. Thanks to Jason Doolittle for the awesome studio. Thanks to uh, everybody that shares this with your friends. Um, new study out. Basically, the only way to make a podcast grow is word of mouth, so we need your help. Uh, you are our marketing arm. Buying Facebook ads, not worth a damn, right? Uh, direct mail, too expensive. But all you got to do is say, hey, fun conversation over here. Learn something makes me think. Really appreciate it. Uh, and like to me, that's like the bare minimum. We give you the time, give you something to listen to. You get some value out of it. The bare minimum is just telling people about it, right? Yep. Next up, donate a little bit and help us grow. So, all right. Thanks so much for joining us here on the program, and we will see you again soon. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.